Welcome everybody to another episode of the CX Hustle podcast. My name is Justin Tippett and in this episode we're joined by the wonderful Daniel Lord. Hey Justin, nice to talk to you again. And always great to catch up. Last time we spoke you uh, in Singapore, but of course you've had a bit of uh, a bit of a change. Yes, yes, I've relocated to Germany permanently and uh, Loving it, just a bit of the mental burden and switching languages, but that's okay. It's good for for the old brain to keep learning new tricks. So uh, awesome. Well, look, today we wanted to uh, to catch up and talk about, I guess, you know, things about call centers and customer experience because you know we we obviously it's a, the new trend, isn't it? Right, everyone's talking about CX, you know, CX this, CX that, uh, and customer experience. But of course, you know, we've traditionally been call center people, but they're they're really two different worlds, aren't they? And I, I guess that's one of the topics we want to cover off today. Yeah, Justin, I, I think I think there seem to be two camps out there, maybe three. One camp is we're contact center people and we're proud of it. And of course, that's my DNA. So I'm very, very proud of it. And then there's this whole customer experience camp where, to be perfectly honest, some of the folks in customer experience aren't necessarily or may not even need to be contact center experts. And then what I'm proposing is that there should be a third camp of people like you and me and some of your listeners out there that have one leg in the contact center industry and one leg in the customer experience industry, because I think that will bring, wow, more than the sum of its parts to the game. So, Yeah. And so I guess, you know, for, for people that are listening and, and, and myself included and yourself that's already gone on a bit of that journey, how do you make the transition, right? Because we're, we're surrounded by, you know, people on headsets and, uh, and live chat these days and emails, but... How do you make that transition into CX? And I guess more broadly, what the hell is CX? Well, yeah, and, and, and I think a lot of people talk about this, but as you know, CX is about the entire organization, whereas contact centers are about serving the people that reach out to contact centers. And I wrote a short article recently, and I described the contact center as the formal living room of the house because I thought of my own childhood. Now, some people say the contact center is the showroom, but I don't think it's the showroom at all. It's the formal living room. And let me explain why I say that. The only time my mother would use the formal living room is if we had guests. So if we had guests, she always had the best furniture there, the best setting, everything was perfect for the formal living room, but we didn't have guests every day. There were other parts of the house, which I won't say they were chaos, but they weren't to the level of the formal living room. So. Think of your contact center as your formal living room. Your customers use it when they need to. But I remember sitting with a former exec at eBay, and he said, Dan, let me draw you a diagram. He drew one big circle, and he said, within the circle are all our eBay customers. Then he took the pencil and made a dot. He said, this is the percentage of customers that actually touch the eBay contact center. Less than yeah, 1%. It was a fraction of a percent. So he said, of course it matters. Again, it matters, but it's not representative of the experience of all eBay customers. So maybe a simple way, and I don't mean to oversimplify, is contact centers are there for people that need particular assistance or have some kind of problem. They're generally reaching out for help. Whereas customer experience is, what is your customer experience when they're interacting with your organization? And usually over time, not touch point by touch point. I think that's a mistake we contact center people fall into is we think our touch point's more important than your touch point or your touch point. But the reality is some touch points to the customer have more weight than other touch points. And you pick that up through research, not through guessing. You actually conduct research across a customer journey and you say, wow, from the moment they find us till the moment they sign up and 
use the product and so forth. These are the three touch points that really matter. Let's focus our limited resources. And this is the kind of stuff you learn and talk about in customer experience, which is a little bit different than contact center where most people say when the customer calls, when the customer emails, when the customer live chats. There's not a whole heck of a lot of discussion about what did the customer do before and at which part of the journey are they? And what does the customer do after uh, they're done with the contact. That's more of a customer experience perspective versus a touch point perspective. And obviously, the world that we uh, that we both work and and, and live in has changed a lot. You know, over the last you know five five years in particular, with the digital explosion of digital channels, digital options, etc. Yep. Um, and and traditionally, I think you know, as, as we were growing up through our careers. There was always two, where do you put the call center, right? There was always that discussion, like strategically, where to, or, or organizationally, where does it sit? You know, does it sit on its own channel? Is it part of the marketing team? Uh, does it sit with the, the head of retail, etc.? Um, and it, often, you know, you'd always have the the battle of uh, who actually owns the call center channel. Um, but I see now that um, you know that's kind of settled for a lot of organizations. But that's also almost now saying, well, we've got this standalone channel we are having customer experience roles right we're seeing c-level customer experience roles um c-level being you know on the board for those listening uh chief executive officer chief operating officer chief financial officer etc yes. and we're seeing chief customer officer right, That's um, right. A, as an example um do you see you know that that is i guess where things are heading that someone's going to own all of those customer touch points? I think this is tricky. The first thing is I still see in reality the contact center being owned by VPs of customer service or directors of customer service. I still see it falling under the general heading of customer service, which includes retail branches, contact center, which I think is absolutely appropriate. Then the, where things get confusing is everybody's now changing out customer service for customer experience for no valid reason. So last month, the VP of customer service, this month, the VP of customer experience with absolutely no change in job role. So you have to be really, really careful when you look at someone with a customer experience title and say, what is it exactly that you do? Do you look at the organization at large, for example, VOC across the organization, journey mapping across the organization, governance across the organization? Or are you very focused on customer touch points? If you're very focused on customer touch points, you're probably that dot back that eBay drew in their giant circle. That doesn't mean the role is lesser. It just means that the focus area is quite different. And, and another interesting trend I've seen and I'm reading about in case studies is these new heads of CX, these chief customer officers and so forth, some of them are not coming up through the customer service side of things. Some of them are coming through engineering through IT, through marketing. Now, we could go on and on about the special skill set to be required to become one of these heads of CX, but obviously there's a lot they need to know and learn way above the operations of a contact center. So the job roles are and different. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for, the, for our listeners that I guess are probably traditionally from the, the call center space, when we talk about, you know, and I love that analogy with the eBay and the dot, uh, so talking about that broader stuff, right? So we'll get away from the dot. And, and I know, you know, you run courses on, on customer experience as well. So what are some of the other the things, right? Because, yes, we know call center operations, but if I want to start moving my career 
uh, into that other space, that broader space? What what are some of the skill sets that I need to pick up? Well, as you know, Justin, I'm a big fan of following the CXPA model. And the CXPA stands for the Customer Experience Professionals Association. And some years ago, they came up with what's called CCXP accreditation, which is a certified customer experience credential. Now, let's put the credential to the side. Let's focus on their six competencies. When they run their certification exam, they cover six core competencies. And frankly, each one is a domain in and of itself. But let me run them by you. The first is CX strategy. The second is voice of customer. The third is experience design. The fourth is metrics and measurements. The fifth is governance or accountability. And the sixth is culture. So even when you look at these six, you know that creating a customer-centric culture has a lot of moving parts to it. So does governance. So does picking the right metrics. So does setting up a CX strategy that aligns to your corporate strategy. So I think mastery in these six areas help people be better at delivering customer experience in their organizations. I'll put it this way. You have to be able to speak convincingly and knowledgeably about customer experience because it's already seen in some companies as a soft discipline. It's a warm and fuzzy. That's why I'm not anti-passion, but I hear this word way too much. I'm passionate about customers. Yeah, that's great, but you need if you want to survive in the real world, you, it's more than passion. You have to have rigor and you have to have know-how and you have to have formal knowledge in order to communicate properly about it. And I think that's that's a big ticket, don't you think, Justin? I mean, six major competencies to understand. Yeah, and you reeled off those six competencies, but I noticed the one word that you didn't say was call center. Yeah, call center is not considered to be a competency. Call center is a part of a customer service function, and customer experience is much bigger, broader. Let me give the example I sometimes use. If you go into a restaurant and the hostess seats you, she's customer service because you're interacting with her, the waiter that takes your order. But when you look at the menu, you're holding the menu, some of them are laminated. And have you ever had a laminated menu in a restaurant that had greasy fingerprints from the pasta sauce from the last person that held it? <laughs> and you want to put on rubber gloves before you touch that menu? That's yeah. customer experience. Here's another weird example. We do an exercise on this. You go into the restaurant, all the plants are dead. Now, that's not customer service, but that's definitely customer experience. Or you go to the restaurant, but the car park is two kilometers away and in a dangerous part of town. That's customer experience. That's not customer service. And I think there's still a lot of confusion around what is the difference between customer service, which is where contact center lives, and customer experience, which is a much broader arena. Yeah, I, I love uh, I love your storytelling, Dan. It always brings it to life, and it's a really good example. Well, it tells you the quality of restaurants I go to, probably. <laughs> the, end of the, day. the ones yeah, with the say, sticky fingerprints. So yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about fine dining China, but oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, that's good. hey, whatever. <laughs> All the money went to artwork. There's no money left for fancy dinner. Ah, uh, yes, very true. Um, so with the. Um, <laughs> People and, and again, you know, as you said, that broader customer experience stuff. We're going to get into a, a, a not a debate because I think we're aligned in terms of our views. But you know, the call center people are going, okay, well, you know, I've I've, I've reached the pinnacle. I started on the phones. I worked my way into a team leader. I then became a section manager. I'm now the center manager, and you know, maybe I'm the head of contact centers. And 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 yes, we've seen some of those guys go on to some bigger and better roles because they've just got such a great customer insight. But um, 
where do you see is this really the next evolution for, for those guys should they be making a play and saying hey you know what I've got this because where else are those customer experience people going to come from? Right? Yeah. I mean, they could come from marketing, as you said, or some really bizarre thing like accounting, but as if that had ever worked in, uh, in call centres and customer experience, hey, Dan, with your, <laughs> with your background, <laughs> you're the exception to the rule, right? Um, so, yeah, my question, I guess, is um, you know, where do you see those people coming from? Should it be the call centre? Should we be the ones going, hey, I want to own that, that customer experience space? I think it depends on your personal ambition. I, let me step back. I think everyone in contact center benefits from learning customer experience because contact center remains a profession. As a matter of fact, in an interview I just did, um, I said, I've been hearing about the death of the contact center for 20 years, and we'll still be hearing about it in another 20 years. I mean, channels change. Customer expectations change, but human beings are still need help. Can I put it as bluntly as this? Companies are still going to screw up. And when they screw up, customers need help. Let me put it another way. Customers are going to get confused. I read some TARP research a few years ago that said 30% of contacts into a contact center are because the customer thought the company had made a mistake when in fact it was the customer that misunderstood. These kinds of human characteristics are not going away. Yeah, the channels are evolving, but at the end of the day, WhatsApp, telephone, live chat, human assisted channels will still remain as well as non-human assisted. I tend not to use the word digital because a telephone call is digital. An email is digital. I think the word digital sometimes throws people. I think it's either a human-assisted channel or a non-human-assisted channel. So for those people in the contact center profession, I don't think your job is going away in the next three to five years, no matter what you read. I do think it will change. New channels will come in, and you're going to have to master your operations, master your people, master all that classic contact center stuff to survive and flourish in the contact center industry. I think adding CX to your know-how will only make you more competent as a contact center manager. That's what I found from my own personal experience, because now when I look at contact centers, whether it's in a judging event or a consulting engagement, my viewpoint is much, much, much expanded than it used to be when I only focused on get the call in, get the call out, get the email in, get the email out. And then to close this off, Justin, I think there are other people, and I've met some of them in my trips around the world or, or training sessions. They have mastered the contact center environment. They want to try something new. They're ready for the next step, but they don't want to go into procurement or marketing. I think moving into customer experience is a logical career path for this kind of person. So again, it's a personal choice, but everybody benefits. Yeah, and uh, so if you uh, you make some good points, as you always do, if I wanted to move in then, um, what are my options? And, of course, we've got a shameless plug because we've got you coming out in September to deliver the, the, um, the CX fundamentals, basically those six core modules that you spoke about over three days. But outside of our course, mm. um, what, are, what are some of the other options for people out there? Because it, it is such a broad space, right? So, yeah, how do you do it? Well, I'll put it this way. I think... I admire when people go on the internet and Google. I admire when they attend webinars and so forth. I do it a lot myself. I think I have, quote unquote, more free time than most people. So I'm listening to 10 webinars a week, reading five books a week, that kind of thing. But here's what I experience, and I'll be curious what others think about this. When you read an article, when you attend a webinar, you're getting 
really great bits of information, but it's hard to contextualize them. It's hard to put them together into a framework that you can hang your thinking on. That's what I call it, hanging your thinking. What I love about the six modules that are the six competencies with CXPA is when I read an article, when I attend a webinar, when I'm on a discussion like I am with you, I can frame what I want to say or what I'm thinking by working myself through the framework. I also have a framework when I work in contact center that makes contact center easier for me. Now I have a framework for customer experience. So I think, sure, read, um, attend courses, um, go on to webinars, but at some point pick a framework, a customer experience framework to hang your learnings on. And I will put forward the CXPA one, but it's not the only one that's out there. So. Um, would I be cheeky in saying what are some of the other ones out there? Um, I think there's a gentleman named Samson Lee that has a CEM uh, certification course that's out there. I heard a couple of years ago that COPC, which is a name that may be familiar to a lot of contact center people, I believe they launched a customer experience. Um, I can't speak to those with any level of familiarity because I chose personally the CXPA framework. I'm married to that framework and it's done wonders for me and it allows me to teach others in a very logical and structured way. Because it, when you sit in a room for two or three days, as you know, Justin, when you leave, you're not going to remember everything that was said, but you're going to understand the models or the approaches that you could refer to six weeks later, two, uh, two months later, even a year later. So, um, We're going to cover off all those modules in other podcasts. We'll go into them obviously sure. uh, in, in more depth because, as you said, each one of them, you, you, could, you could spend a week on each one of them really, couldn't you? They're quite, they're quite in depth. Well, and I look at it this way too. There are entire consulting firms out there that only do VOC. There are entire consulting yeah. firms that only do culture. So it's not that I think you're going to end up becoming a master of each and every domain, uh, but at least you'll have an understanding of the kind of know-how that if you don't have personally, that you'll want to surround yourself with, or obviously in some companies have external partners provide to you. So, yep. Yeah, fantastic. Well, for, for the listeners out there, uh, we've actually got a couple of quizzes. Uh, we've been working with Dan and we've got a couple of quizzes that you can do online. Um, so they're on our website right now. Just go to the, the resources tab and you look for the quizzes uh, and you'll be able to test your own knowledge and see uh, see how you're going. You'll As long as you sign up to our newsletter, there's the hook. Um, <laughs> but you'll get your scores straight away, right? So it'll actually rate you straight away and tell you what you got right. So um, yeah, they're a bit of fun. So thanks, Dan, for, uh, for working with those. Uh, they were great. Yeah, and I think the cool part for people that take these is that they're written in the same format as if you were going to pursue the certified customer experience credential. It's a complex multiple choice. And to be honest, I'm a huge fan of doing quizzes. I think you remember from the contact center training last year, I always have kinds of quiz questions before we launch into a module so that you can kind of pre-assess where you are. And then when you're done with the module, see how much you've learned. It's always very motivating, I think. I shamelessly stole that and use that in my training now as well, Dan. Oh, <laughs> shamelessly steal away. Isn't that what we do in this world? It's not called stealing, uh, by the way. Yeah, it's a professional borrowing. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so um, the, the course for those that are interested, it's all on our cxskills.com.au website. It is in September, so September 4 to 6, so three days. Um, and we've got some fantastic, really excited. We've got uh, some Ripper people signed up already, all quite senior 
people that are just looking, as you said, to really just expand their skill set into that broader space. So, um, yeah, so if you want to learn more about that, obviously it's all on our website. Dan, uh, thank you so much again. Uh, always good to chat. It's great, Justin. I'm sure we'll have a few brilliant chats coming up in the next few months as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in person again. So, Yeah, going to be lots of fun. So uh, thank you to our listeners. Uh, we will be joining Dan again. We are going to cover off a podcast on each one of those six competencies. So make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel. And uh, Daniel, until next time, uh, be safe and uh, try not to buy too much art uh, in that back hall. I won't. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ciao.